Good morning everybody and welcome to our service uh, this Sunday from the Burnham Benefice, uh, the 18th of October and the Feast of Luke the Evangelist. Uh, after a short piece of music, our service will begin. the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord be with you. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hidden, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ said, The first commandment is this, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is the only Lord. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, Love your neighbour as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, Jesus Christ, to save us from our sins, to be our advocate in heaven, and to bring us eternal life. Let us confess our sins in penitence and in faith, firmly resolved to keep God's commandments, and to live in love and in peace with all. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, we have sinned against you and against our neighbour, in thought and word and deed. Through negligence, through weakness, through our own deliberate fault, we are truly sorry and repent of all our sins. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, who died for us, forgive us all that is past, and grant that we may serve you in newness of life, to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy upon you, Pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and keep you in life eternal. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Glory to God in the highest, and peace to his people on earth. Lord God, heavenly King, almighty God and Father, we worship you, we give you thanks, we praise you for your glory. Lord Jesus Christ, only Son of the Father, Lord God, Lamb of God, you take away the sin of the world, have mercy on us. 
you are seated at the right hand of the Father. Receive our prayer. For you alone are the Holy One, you alone are the Lord, you alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father. Amen. And the Collect for the Feast of St. Luke. Almighty God, you called Luke the physician, whose praise is in the Gospel, to be an evangelist and physician of the soul. By the grace of the Spirit, and through the wholesome medicine of the Gospel, give your Church the same love and power to heal. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The first reading is from Isaiah chapter 35, beginning at verse 3. Strengthen the weak hands and make firm the feeble knees. Say to those who are of a fearful heart, Strong, do not fear, here is your God. He will with vengeance, with terrible recompense, he will come and save you. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened, and the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then the lame shall leap like a deer, and the tongue of each shall sing for joy. For waters shall break forth in the wilderness, and streams in the desert. Here ends the first reading. The second reading is from the second letter of Timothy, chapter 4, beginning at verse 5. As for you, always be sober, endure suffering, do the work of an evangelist, carry out your ministry fully. As for me, I am already being poured out as a libation, and the time of my departure has come. I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, I have kept the faith. From now on, there is reserved for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day, and not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. Do your best to come to me, for Demas, in love with his present world, has deserted me and gone to Thessalonica. Crescens has gone to Galatia, Titus to Dalmatia. Only Luke is with me. Get Mark and bring him with you, for he is useful in my ministry. I have sent Tychicus to Ephesus. When you come, bring the cloak that I left with Carpus at Troas, also the books, and above all the parchments. Alexander the coppersmith did me great harm. The Lord will pay him back for his deeds. You also must beware of him, for he strongly opposed our message. At my first offence no one came to my support, but all deserted me. May it not be counted against them. But the Lord stood by me and gave me strength, so that through me the message might be fully proclaimed, and all the Gentiles might hear it. So I was rescued from the lion's mouth. Here ends the second reading. Hear the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. And our Gospel begins in the Gospel of Luke at the first verse of chapter 10. After this, the Lord appointed seventy others 
and sent them on ahead of him in pairs to every town and place where he himself intended to go. He said to them, The harvest is plentiful, but the labourers are few. Therefore ask the Lord of the harvest to send out labourers into his harvest. Go on your way. See, I am sending you out like lambs into the midst of wolves. Carry no purse, no bag, no sandals, and greet no one on the road. Whatever house you enter, first say, Peace to this house. And if everyone is there who shares in peace, your peace will rest on that person. But if not, it will return to you. Remain in the same house, eating and drinking whatever they provide, for the labourer deserves to be paid. Do not move about from house to house. Whenever you enter a town and its people welcome you, eat what is set before you, cure the sick who are there, and say to them, The kingdom of God has come near to you. But whenever you enter a town and they do not welcome you, go out into its streets and say, even the dust of your town that clings to our feet we wipe off in protest against you. Yet know this, the kingdom of God has come near. I tell you, on that day it will be more tolerable for Sodom than for that town. This is the Gospel of Christ. May I speak in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Sugden, Pocock, Coleman, Southey, already graced the bookshelves. Yet quite frequently, especially recently, I'm contacted by someone who begins by saying, I'm writing a book about Nelson. Surely not, I say to myself, remembering that only a few days ago, David's bookshop in the village had a window full of books celebrating Nelson's 200 and something birthday. Do we need another biography? Which brings us to Luke, who we celebrate today. Why did he write his gospel? There was, after all, already the written collection of Jesus' sayings, which biblical scholars call Q, and also the gospel of Mark. Furthermore, Luke, unlike Matthew or John, was not an apostle. He had not met Jesus himself. These were not his own recollections. To begin to try and answer my question, it will be well to know something of Luke the man. Luke came from Antioch, a city famous for learning and wisdom. Its schools were renowned, producing the ablest masters in all arts and sciences. Traditionally, the church has held that Luke was a physician and also a skilled artist, with reputedly seven pictures of the Virgin Mary to his name. Luke uses the richest vocabulary of any writer in the Bible. Across the Gospel and Acts, almost 800 words, not found anywhere else in the New Testament, are employed by Luke. Luke was a well-educated, second-generation Christian, with excellent Greek and a deep knowledge of Jewish scripture. This evening, at evening prayer, we will consider whether he was a Jew or a Gentile. But for now, we simply note that Luke was a disciple of Paul, travelling with him from Troas 
sharing dangers, sufferings and joys, staying with him absolutely until the end, as we heard in Timothy. He died aged 84 in Boethium. But Paul, of course, determined to bring the message of Jesus to the Gentiles. And so did Luke, evidently so in the book of Acts, but also in the writing of his gospel. He opens by declaring it a history, and he places a degree of emphasis on the human factors of the story. There is a great deal in Luke's gospel that is not found elsewhere. Obviously, the, the birth narrative, but many parables, frequently those in support of the poor, and then, uh, at the same time, critical of the rich. And as you might expect, lots of stories of healing and the theme of salvation, connected of course with healing, and salvation now, not so much in the future, is an important uh, theme throughout. Luke speaks for the oppressed, or those otherwise at a disadvantage in society. His, for example, is the only gospel to demonstrate concern for and to value the Samaritans, who were otherwise despised by the Jews. He includes the story of the Good Samaritan, and also the one of the cleansed ten lepers, where only the Samaritan one comes back to thank and praise Jesus for his healing. Luke is much more attentive to women and their part as followers of Jesus, and when we remember that he is working for Mark's account, where the disciples are presented as failures, he's very much more sympathetic to them. As an example, he omits any reference to the disciples deserting Jesus when he is arrested. And perhaps he also reinforces that by portraying Jesus, telling them, you are those who have stood by me in my trials. I wonder perhaps... Is this because of his own experience as a disciple of Paul? Does it reflect the hardships they endured together? Or is it again that sense that Luke always carries of having empathy with people, as a doctor, as an observant artist, which allows him to see that though we are flawed, ordinary people, only flawed, ordinary people, God can nonetheless accomplish great things in our lives. You do not need to be a privileged Jew to hear the word and follow the way. You could be poor, you could be ill, you could be a woman, or even a Samaritan. And that may be why Luke thought in around 80 AD that even though he had not met Christ, that we needed another biography. Amen. Let us affirm our faith together in the words of the Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation he came down from heaven, was incarnate from the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and was made man. 
For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy, Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray. Father in heaven, we praise you for your church here on earth, for your leaders all over the world. We pray for our diocese here and for our bishops, Graham, Alan and Jonathan. Inspire them as they lead your church in this place. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, we pray for the whole world grappling with the pandemic. Help us to sift the quantities of varying advice and to discern the right way to control this virus. Be alongside those developing a vaccine that they may find the breakthrough we need. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord Jesus, who walked among the poor and the ill, be with us as we support the vulnerable and the lonely. Let us have your empathy and your caring presence. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Father of all, we pray for doctors and nurses as they stand ready to cope with the second wave. Keep them safe, protect them, and sustain their morale in the face of these adversities. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, we pray for those who we know are ill. In a moment of quiet, we bring those known to us, to you. And in our benefits here, we pray for Jill Smith. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Dear God, who gave us loved ones and friends, we thank you for them and for your promise of eternal life. Give us confidence that those we are lost are safe and that they are at peace with you. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. O Lord God, who looks with compassion on all the needs of your people, grant us grace so that like Luke, the beloved physician, we may share in your various works of healing. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And so we join together in the prayer that Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive them that trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. 
For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God, and of your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, be among you, be with all those you love, and remain with you always. Amen.